Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, it is Eric J. Olson, and we have another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast coming at you live once again. And today I have with me Trevor Newberry. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Eric. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. So Trevor Newberry is the managing partner of Oak Bridge Law Group, a new law firm concept based in Atlanta, Georgia. I want to hear about that new part. That's cool. So Trevor started the firm as a reaction to his experience as in-house counsel for a major healthcare provider in the Southeast, where he saw skyrocketing legal bills, inefficient outcomes, and unaligned incentives between client and defense attorney. Trevor is a graduate of Emory University Law School and remains a recovering defense attorney. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Eric. I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny. I I hear that phrase a lot. Recovering attorney, recovering defense attorney. There's always like recovery involved. In the, in the legal industry, it seems like, huh? It does feel like a, a lifestyle addiction in a lot of ways, being a defense attorney. You can't stop working ever. You feel bad about it. You know, so that's right. <laughs> that's funny, man. Well, hey, Trevor, I appreciate your time. Tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself and the firm and this this new concept. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as you mentioned in the bio, I'm, I've been a defense attorney for going on about a decade now. I started in medical malpractice defense, and in doing so, I ended up working with a lot of long-term care clients, so, you know, nursing home defense. After several years of doing nursing home defense, I, my one big client that I worked with all the time, we had a great relationship, and they brought me in-house. And I'll tell you, that was that was an awakening for me. You know, as the associate who was, uh, my sole goal was to get as many hours as possible in in the year uh, to make sure I hit my quota, made sure my you know work was getting done. Seeing the other side of that coin as the one who was approving the bills and running strategy, it started to make less and less sense to me. And, and you know, particularly when my new goal was to save money for my client, you know, and and save on those legal bills and and get better outcomes. Uh, And so, you know, in that role, I was tasked, of course, with, you know, how can we do this better? Uh, And I was very fortunate to be working with a group of executives and a general counsel who were open-minded and interested in trying something new. And so ultimately sitting at my desk uh, one day, thinking about, you know, what the heck am I going to do other than look through every single one of these bills and figure out what nickels and dimes I can save. I was like, you know, let, let's just scratch this. There's, there's got to be a better way to do it. And what we came up with this concept of Oak Bridge Law Group. So I left my client entirely uh, with their blessing and, and thankfully with the guarantee that they'd send me the business. And we started Oak Bridge Law Group, which at its core really, it goes to that to that statement in my bio, you know, it's about aligning incentives. You know, one of the one of the difficulties that I saw was that you know when you're a defense attorney, and this is this is not to say that it's not pejorative in any way, but certainly one of your incentives as a defense attorney is to make sure you get your time in. I, I can't tell you how many times I got those emails at the end of the month. Make sure you get your bills in so we can get paid, and that's their business model. That's yeah. just it's what they do. And one of the issues with that is is you know whether it's the front of your mind or the back or or it's built into what you do day to day as an attorney, it does in a way make you a little less efficient than you could be. And so what we wanted to do at Oak Bridge is, is to is to marry those incentives. So we thought, well, what is going to better serve the client than when the attorney, his or herself, is also working toward number one, a, a quick resolution, a favorable resolution, and a, and a cheap resolution. Uh, and so, you know, I, 
I won't say there's any particular magic to it other than, you know, we've, we went from a billable model to a more of a, like a Netflix, a subscription model. So they're really just paying us when they have cases. It's a flat fee for the month. Uh, and that way our attorneys are incentivized. Like, Hey, if you get this off your docket attorney and you resolve it quickly and efficiently, you got more time to spend with your family. You got more time to do things you want to do. And your clients can be really happy because they can close a case cheaply. So that, that's really the, the crux of it. I love it. And I think it's a trend in the industry. Like we see that a lot that attorneys are going in that direction, but there are few that I've seen that have actually done it all in. Uh, I, I know even us as a digital marketing agency, uh, we've, we've gone all in when it comes to, you know, fixed price for fixed services right. on a recurring basis. It makes a lot of sense for both sides of the party. I mean, it's very rare that you would hire anyone these days and pay, you know, uh, an hourly rate for an unknown quantity of hours, right? Okay. Uh, you know, like, let, let's say you're getting some work done around your house, you know, and the carpenter's like, oh, I charge, uh, you know, hundred bucks an hour or whatever, but won't, won't tell you how many hours. Right? Exactly. And, and it also like, as, as someone who used to charge by the hour, I found that I would, uh, I'd give my rate, but then I'd also have to give an estimate of the number of hours. And you've really just backed yourself into a fixed price contract anyways. And sometimes you start doing stupid stuff to make sure you're within that estimate. You don't want to blow that estimate. Right? And so you're, you're effectively doing it anyways. You just, uh, you just, you know, most people don't want to acknowledge it. So I applaud you for just going all in. I think it's great. I love the model. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I, you know, it's it made our client extremely happy, saved them, no exaggeration, millions of dollars this past year. Wow. And, uh, and we have, you know, we've got a small team. We've got four outstanding attorneys that are doing all the work in Georgia. And, and they're the happiest group of attorneys I've ever seen because they get to go take vacations and, and work how they want to work and yeah. when they want to work. It's been a great change for all of us. Yeah, I'm with you. For us here, it was life changing. It really was. I used to get complaints all the time about, oh, it takes 30 minutes a day to fill out my timesheet. And then I'd have to review everything before the invoice. Oh, it was terrible. So you just cut through all that. It's great. So, so yeah, once again, good job. So that, that, that's on the business model side, which I think is great. How about going out and getting new clients? What are some different ways that you get new clients? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. You know, I traditionally, I, I'd always just worked on building relationships. You know, a lot of these types of clients, particularly the type of clients we service, which are, you know, high volume or large, you know, insurance defense, traditionally type clients. Um, it really is a lot about building the relationship with the in-house counsel, explaining yeah. what we're doing, you know. I feel so confidently, uh, particularly now that we have a year's worth of numbers to show people that the model should sell itself as long as it's a good fit for that client. So other than that, uh, I would love some great suggestions from y'all. I, you know, I printed up my t-shirts. I didn't bring you one today, but I'm not sure that's going to be the, the game winner. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, we, yeah, we, we cover these things in, in the different episodes. So there's a lot of different ways, you know, and I'm sure you do a lot of them. So certainly referrals are the best. And then it's a matter of going on and, and getting exposed or getting your firm exposed to that's people right. that are not familiar with you, right? That's In right. one way or another. So that's right. Yeah. But I, I like the t-shirt idea. <laughs> it's old school. I, I, you know, I grew up in, in uh, Panama city, Florida, and that was the sole way to get restaurants business is either you, you print souvenir cups or t-shirts and that that's their whole marketing plan. It works great for them. I'm not sure it'll work for us. But. <laughs> I, I've done t-shirts in the past. It's pretty cool. Actually, when you see someone wearing your t-shirt. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So it, when, when you get a, um, a prospective client coming to you, there's a period of time usually between when, when you, you first find out about them and fast forward to when they become a client. That period of time usually requires, you know, you, you identify who they are, you track them, 
what kind of tools are you using to just organize your pipeline? And then do you do anything to like nurture them while they're in that pipeline? Yeah, that, that yeah, excellent question. So, you know, I, I guess I'm a little bit old school in that way. I, I like to, you know, take people to happy hour, go to lunch. You know, I have my email reminder to go follow up with them and say, how, hey, how are things going? You know, our, our biggest challenge I've found is it's not getting in front of people. It's it's building their trust with something new. Yeah. You know, the, the billable hour model in defense firm has been around for 500 years. And we're, you know, trying to change that. Being a new firm with, uh, well, now I, I think a proven track record, you know, it's been hard to get people to come around on it and say, hey, I want to give you all a shot. I want to give you, you know, give you some trust. So, you know, for me, it really is about, uh, making sure I stay in touch with my contacts, making stay, making sure that I have, you know, just constant presence of mind to the extent that I can for these potential clients so that when they do have a need or, or a, a gap they want to fill, or, you know, when their CEO says, Hey, we need to save some money. We're paying an outrageous amount of legal fees that hopefully will be the first ones they think of. You know, of course, other than that, we have, you know, our online presence, we've got Instagram and LinkedIn and our website, of course, but you know, a lot of it really is just that go out there and hustle and grind. And, and my, my wife, uh, constantly questions how much golf I play with people. And, and I do tell her that that is legitimate marketing. So <laughs> it is it's business development, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. And, and now a tax write-off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, uh, all right. So actually, how long have you been around? When did you start the firm? Yeah. So we started, we are almost one year as of November 1st. So we started November 1st of 2020. It was an interesting time to start a firm uh, when oh, yeah. no one was going in the office, but I, I have to say it, it has informed our culture in, in, pretty, in a pretty amazing way of we're not a bed check firm. We're not walking past people's offices, making sure they're working because we don't have to, you know, I, I don't care when people work or, or how they work, as long as they're being creative and producing a great product. And that's so, right. so that, that's what we're about. That's right. No, that's great. All right. So you've been in business for coming up on one year, one year. I know. I know. Still wow. feels pretty. Yeah. I mean, and you have four attorneys, four attorneys, right? Right. That's impressive. Thank you. Thank That's, you. You know, we, I, I guess, uh, you know, one of the benefits we had starting out was that we had a, you know, an institutional client. I think this would be a challenging concept to build without somebody who was already willing to send you all their business. One of the many boons we had starting out was, hey, we're going to go ahead and give you X number of files. So we had to, you know, build our team relatively quickly. You know, the good news is we were able to go out and hire the people we wanted. This was such an appealing concept for attorneys to work in, you know, that it made it easy to pick who exactly who we wanted to do the work, you know, and, you know, going back to that, just culturally speaking, this is not the firm where you go to be a millionaire lawyer, but you're also going to get to see your family as much as you want. So it, I think generationally, particularly folks, you know, myself and, and younger, uh, there's more value placed on, on that, you know, having time for your interests and your hobbies yeah. and your family. Um, and believe me, they still do very well, but uh, I don't think any of us are going to have any plans in the near future. So, and I'm okay with that. Well, I think it's quite impressive what you've built so far. So Good for you. I mean, just one year, you don't normally see that kind of growth. So certainly something is going well. Thank you. Thank you. And then with, you know, your pricing model like that, at least in my experience, it took years to get to that point where I was confident enough to do that. And so to go right to that right off the bat, I, I think that's really strong. So thank you. Once again, congratulations. Thank you. So as a digital marketing agency for law firms, we're always interested to find out what is working well for law firms when it comes to their marketing. And then conversely, what is something that no longer works for you? Gosh, you know, I'll tell you, my plan and what I have done and what has worked well for me is it really is just getting together with, with those people, those decision makers and spending time with them. And the last year, 
um, because no one has been allowed out of the house or if they do, you, you know, you've got your mask on or you can't sit inside or a lot of people are still understandably uncomfortable spending time in public places with other people. Um, that has been a real challenge, less so lately, but certainly it's been a challenge to, to get in front of, the, of people the way we had before. Fortunately, though, people have really come around, I think, on Zoom and on you know, using Teams and you know, whatever video conferencing platform that they're comfortable with and take those meetings seriously. You know, as a, as a firm, we, we did depositions virtually. We do mediations virtually. And, and I think there's become more and more credibility and reliability on those platforms. And, and I use that for clients, too. You know, sometimes, I mean, literally, we'll put on a video screen and I'll, I'll pour a drink at my house and they'll pour a drink at their house. And we'll just sit and visit, you know, for half an hour and, and you know, pretend like it's happy hour. But that's becoming easier. Now, what is not working, I'll tell you, and I, I told you this, Eric, and I, I'm going to have lots of questions for you about this, is our online presence. I wish we're stronger. And frankly, I, I was never trained that way. I don't know the first thing about how to make it better, but that does seem to be the way of the future. I, I know that when I go look for a product or service, particularly a new one, first thing I do is Google to see if they have a website to make sure I'm not being scammed, <laughs> make sure it's legitimate. And when it's, you know, when it's difficult to find that website, like I was telling you, when I Google our, our name online, it doesn't come up as quickly as I'd like. You know, we want to give that legitimacy and show that we're really, you know, doing things right. But it, from our perspective, I, I certainly don't have the know-how to do that. So, so I'd love to talk to you more about that as well. Absolutely. No, I think it's great, and I think you're on uh, to the right, you know, the right things when it comes to marketing. Uh, you know, it's interesting because referrals. Everybody says, you know, referrals. They 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 go after. Well, they want referrals. They live off referrals. But they don't actually do much for referrals. And then the next thing, in our opinion, here at, at Array Digital, in our opinion, the next so referrals, high trust. The the next lead source that is almost as high is Google. Now, that, that's in our opinion, referrals, the best, and then Google search results, the next best. And we believe it's because people have become accustomed to the Google slash overlord of the world, knowing what's good and what's not. And they're the arbitrator of, that's right. of what's worthy when it comes to what it is you're searching for. It's really a huge referral engine in itself, because if you're not putting out good content that's meaningful, that talks about what the person wants to, to hear about. If you're not getting reviews, uh, if you're getting you know slammed by previous clients that are unhappy with you, Google knows, right? And so you want to get to the top of those rankings if it deems that you're worthy. And so it's a huge referral engine all by itself. And I've just this morning I was watching a video of a non-marketer saying that they believe that search results are higher trust than actual referrals you get from a person. Because uh, I wouldn't uh, doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Which is, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow because like we all, we all love referrals. I love referrals, right? We all love referrals. <laughs> but, but the reality is you're using all of the judgment of, of that one person. And, you know, whereas with Google it's crowdsourced. So there, maybe there's something to it, but uh, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I like, I, I question everything and I always want to be in as many places as I can. So cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, well definitely and, talk and after to this. Your, all right? your point too. What's that? I'm sorry. I said, we'll definitely talk after this. Yeah, that sounds great. And, you know, just to add on to your point, too, I mean, I don't think, you know, whether you believe referrals or, or Google is stronger, I mean, you can't have one without the other. You know, I, That's right. I my, my, you know, my concern is I go and talk to somebody and, and they're really interested in what we're doing and want to give it a try. But then it's already a leap of faith to try a brand new business model or a brand new fee model in this context. And it's not like we have people Googling, you know, defense firm that saves money enter, you know, I mean, that, that's not, that's not what they're Googling, right? It's a source of legitimacy for us. And, and that that's why it's so important. Yeah. And, and I love that last point actually, because yes, 
who doesn't really matter if referrals are better or Google's better, right? When it comes to lead sources, the key is you want multiple lead sources. You don't want to rely just on one because one could dry up. That's if right. you just rely as an example on Google and they change their algorithm, you know, you, you could go from top of page one to page 10 instantly. Also with referral sources, if for whatever reason, something happens with that great referral source that was sending you a bunch of work and now they're sending it somewhere else, that could really put a dent in your pipeline, right? And so you have to have multiple referral sources, multiple avenues for online leads, all those things. I totally agree. So I, I think that's a really strong valid point. I, I like that a lot, Trevor. Well, cool, man. If someone would like to reach out to you, pick your brain, or if they have a case for you, what is a good way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've got our website. We have oakbridgelaw.com. And we're not, uh, as all the plaintiff's attorneys joke, the Oak Ridge boys, we're Oak Bridge with a B. Uh, and so oakbridgelaw.com, or we're on Instagram at oakbridgelaw. And either of those are great. Would love to hear from y'all. And if you have any thoughts about how we can make things better, I, I want to hear that too. You know, we uh, one of the things we pitch is not that we are so married to flat fees or subscription models that that's the only way we do things. I mean, ultimately, our goal is we want to find out what the client needs from a financial perspective and make it work for them. Uh, and, I, and we are open to be creative. We are small enough and flexible enough to be creative on that front. And, uh, and I think that's what I hope is what makes us stand out from the rest. So, so I, I really appreciate that. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Trevor. All right, everybody. If you would like to check out more awesome episodes like this, check them out. We have over 125 episodes on our website at ArrayLaw.com slash podcast. And if you are looking for digital marketing for your law firm, you can check out my company, Array Digital at ArrayLaw.com. We'll explain our services such as website development, SEO, online advertising, and social media. Trevor, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate it. Eric, pleasure. Thanks so much.